Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the No Filter Podcast. So today we'll just be touching on relationships, red flags, green flags, we'll be touching on, you know, the basics and the general questions that everyone always has to ask. Kasanya? Yes, so guys, we have a guest today, his name is William, and the reason why I feel like William should be here, like... It's because Monagalai, he has some knowledge on relationships. And I've been talking to him for a while to know that he, he speaks a lot on these topics and he has a lot to say and it actually makes sense. So, yeah, I feel like he has, we can call him credible if you will. So, yeah. So, the first part is we're going to talk about dating because I, I think a lot of us we don't understand what dating is and how it works so in my opinion we're going to talk about our opinion of what dating is i mean we'll probably share the same opinion but i personally feel as if dating is where you can get to know multiple people at the same time without being intimate you know that's a little religious side to me but the other side i said you know you just date whoever you're, you're dating getting to know them and just feeling out the vibe of what they're offering, what you're giving and yada, yada, yada. Colorful. Yeah. Yeah. I agree completely. Dating should be non-exclusive. It should be that I'm getting to know multiple persons. It can't just be that, Oh, I feel like someone like you. So I'm going to jump into this and devote myself to you completely without, you know, realizing certain aspects. Yeah. And I- so I agree with you. Yeah, I don't like that. William? Yeah, so, I mean, listening in, I've, you two have the same general idea um, that I would say is also my opinion and perspective on dating. And what I've observed is that a lot of people have this perspective or understand the perspective, but they don't choose to necessarily believe it or practice it. They just, they just because I figured that if we were to have somebody else as a random guest they would have possibly said that they understand dating to be that but then you put them in a situation where they're getting to know a guy and the guy probably is is willing to disclose that he's getting to know somebody else as well and it becomes like you know like also you playing girls or you know so a lot of people have the concept of dating already in their minds as an exclusive thing which which makes it like i guess an issue if you're getting to know other people or, or as some of them say you're too friendly you know so yeah i get you i think not everybody understands it the same way facts yeah and that's the thing you know um like i feel as if we know like i i think that if i'm dating somebody like we both like obviously communication and stuff um we both know that we're dating and i think i can tell you i should feel comfortable enough to tell you that I'm also dating somebody else. If I don't feel that comfort or if I don't see myself telling you whatever, whatever, I don't consider dating very transparent. So, yeah, that's another thing. Communicate from so early on about something like this, then what are you going to communicate about further on? Exactly, something something basic. I think you can vibe with your partner and say, or the person that you're dating, and say, hey, I'm dating Tom, Dick, and Ari. And they can be 
comfortable <laughs> enough to say I'm dating Ashley Shakira and Brittany. You feel me? So mm. that's what this thing's all mm. about. You see, because I you hear me? Yeah, yes. yeah, I'm... yeah. I I dare to say that I think um, with how social media has conditioned the minds of our generation and even some a little bit older than us, um, I'm not sure in what specific name it would fall into. But I just know that for those who have been conditioned certainly by social media, as it relates to their perspectives on relationships and what they understand as dating, they're not mature enough to communicate that or to accept that type of communication is, is the thing that I've observed. Because, I mean, to me, although I reserve the right to, to, to disclose to a girl who, I, who else I'm dating, because I don't think it even has to be that a part of transparency is to say, okay, I'm dating, this is really a hypothetical number, but I'm dating these 15 girls at the same time. I mean, if you, if you as a young man feel like, you know, you're okay with getting to know 15 different people at the same time, then, you know, that's, that's just on how you handle that. But yeah, my she, point yeah. is... You know, I think if I'm getting to know, let's say, four girls and, you know, I see you, we're going to lunch date this evening or, or you know, today and I see another one two days after. You know, and I'm getting to know her as well. Like, and like you both said, which I agree, um, not, not exclusively and with no intimacy involved because a lot of people, and I put male and females out there on this as well, when you remove that, 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 desire to be intimate so quickly and actually try and get to know the person in a very relaxed environment it, it shows you how some of them genuinely have a hard time trying to communicate who they are to other people and allowing someone to get to know them in a certain because like i said social media has conditioned some of our minds in such a way where they feel like you know once you the person they communicate enough that you know i like you know i want you and i think you're hot and i think you're sexy and you know all those things are exchanged and there's this you know, reaction of how much you desire the person, you know, you already think that there is a, a precedent to be exclusive and intimate a certain way. And then, you know, if a girl, if you do that with one girl and you're not managing anything, right? Because I'll admit, I didn't truly understand how to properly date in a way that would not hurt me and hurt other people, you know, and, and, and in the best interest of dating, you know, you, you, I think if you, if you consider protecting um, yourself as well as people you're getting to know from you know any little emotional discomfort and stuff like that you know you you would you should develop an understanding for these things first because then it removes this this layer that you would have to go through of um i got to know you a certain way too quickly and then realize that oh you you probably also got to know somebody else that way a little bit too quickly and then you say okay i prefer her because of that and it, it causes a certain type of complication for males or females so i think that maturity communicate at least the fact that a boundary per se listen although you have the right and i have the right to also know the people and express um or interest in other people and stuff like that but i don't think it comes with already saying you know oh i'm i'm dating this girl and that girl and that because i've learned too in a hard way that you don't necessarily need to i guess for lack of a better expression, read out your cards or, or your, your, your interest in other people to, to anybody else that you're dating. Well, I get what you're saying. Okay. I get what he's saying. But like, I fully agree on the part. Like, for example, let's say um, 
Shakira go with Jason, but Shakira no say Jason dating other girls, right? Them go out, them take a couple pics and post it on the, you know, look look a boomerang from the Insta. And mm-hmm. Jason's other girls that he's talking to sees it and gets upset because even though they know that he's dating, they understand, but they're not consciously like accepting the fact that you know that this is what it is he's going to date other girls he's probably going to want to post pics if he wants to but he's still dating and i think because we we feel as if since we're dating someone it's exclusive and we feel entitled we feel entitled mm-hmm. we're married mm-hmm. yeah we can finger yeah. yeah man you're woman and somebody and i think we should really get rid of that mentality because on the door, on the door, on the door, on the court. No, it's a court, and so you guys are getting... But you see, I mean, I, I hope I'm allowed to just, like, speak in when I can, right? Or is there, like, a protocol? <laughs> no, man, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, you, mean, you, 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 you mentioned an aspect, again, which has a direct influence, like you, like you made in your analogy, which is social media. And I think that changes the whole course of dating from when there was no social media to know that there is social media. Because like you said, it starts from, you know, that guy exposing that he's on a date with a girl. And if it so happens that um, another girl who he he's interested in possibly dating sees that, he's like, oh. So like, you know, let's just say he went to court with that girl and then him take you go. Let's just say KFC. <laughs> Yes, he can slap still. Yes, he can slap still. Not as a date. But I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Error, yeah. error. Right, right. She goes off. No, no, no. man. KFC cannot be KFC a date. That's a date. That is a hanging out session. Yeah. We're chilling. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All That's right. all I'm saying. Okay. So, yeah. So, all right. Even if he's at KFC, I'm just saying. I'm yeah, carrying so. a devil All right. And him carry a different girl got uncorked, like Chilitos. Yeah, and him carry a different girl got uncorked, right? Or, or, or Nirvana or whatever. And he's like, you see that, and you, even after that, you make a comparison and you feel like you rate that girl more than you. And isn't it? And it, it already starts to, I mean, to, isn't it true? to cause a certain. Is it true? What? I'm saying, like, like in my own, the... mm, I'm just saying, like, honestly. So, so, okay. so God knows. So we're gonna talk the truth with God up above love. You see me? If I okay. see that my guy or the guy that I'm dating bring out a girl and bring a girl, um, I know up at San Andrew restaurant, right? I eat pasta mm. and they might drink white wine. And then if Carmi go out and Carmi go get ice cream. Because coconut, coconut ice cream, cream or maybe a curry goat party. Or a bad dog. And we just, you know, and I'm not, things are not, don't come for me, guys. But all I'm saying is that I understand that you know, um, quality time different from how you spend, like where you go and spend it just from you guys having quality time. But we're going to be honest, to be transparent because with ourselves. It means so much better. I'm glad you said that. But, but look at here, here, here's a psychology. Here's a psychology tweet that I would apply using myself. I can't speak for other guys. But if I've been coming to buy, she thinks it's more romantic to do the lesser on a date, right? But I, but let's say me as that same guy 
who would have posted the girl that Uncourt was trying to impress that girl, right? Because I'm getting to know her and I'm trying to impress her. Because this, this is a spin on it that probably I think you wouldn't consider. But I'm just shedding light on it this way. So I'm trying to impress that girl because that girl gives off this energy like, yo, if you're going to date me, you need to be doing the most. You need to be whatever, right? So I, I push up my little chest and carry my, my, my pocket. The encore will probably burn up 10 grand when we could manage just to try and impress that girl because I figure if I'm going to try and date her, I have to give up a certain facade of myself. Yeah. But then I realize when it comes on to you, for example, I was like, yo, this girl will really just kick back at Devon House and probably, like you say, eat at Devon House party and make me laugh the whole time. But, you know, and so, so it, it even shows you in dating that way, right? If, if you look at it in that perspective that, okay, me you know if I make a conscious, conscious decision as to how I... I guess, pick someone to, to go further than just dating with. If I look at it and say, well, I, I much more appreciate the girl who is willing right now to say, no, babe, we're not for, we're not for meet up um, at Uncourt, right? Because maybe she understands to that. I'm trying to bring her there to impress her with a, a dine and wine, uh, you know, type of, type of thing. And then she's like, no, I could just go there and also eat something chill and thing and, you know, in a more relaxed environment. But maybe the girl who wants me to be like yeah man uncork sounds good because you know say so i gotta blow up a, a, a piece of money on some food and some wine to impress her a certain way so i mean even that even that applied dating can expose to, to your understanding at least whoever side it is whether it was the with the girl or the guy um who'd have been treating for that type of date you know what the person really values is it about spending time and getting to know or is it about how you two can broth? I choose to just put it right now. And how you have to, like, you know, choke your pocket for, for, for make it look like, say, you're willing for, for step up a certain way, for impress her, right? When you really don't have it. And she probably even know low-key, say, yo. And I'm not shading people who work at call center. I'm not shading anybody who work at call center, please. I'm just saying, like, she, know, she probably work in, um, work, works. She works as well. You, she, you work. But, you know, you're working at a little call center, bro, and, you know, say, if you take 10 grand out of your money, go on court, I go, like, kind of kill you. You see me, when I could have been paying your lunch, and you could have just easy back and buy a patty or two, or even just some ice cream at Devonos. Those things start to show you show up in dating, you know, like like I said, a certain way. And you kind of understand your pullback, because, I mean, I think even Kasanya's known, because we've known each other a certain while, and people, she, she did know, say, I've been a clown and I've been a puppy before, right? And and I'm not afraid to put it on the on the podcast. So yeah, I've had to I've had to really analyze certain little things while while trying to date, I guess, uh, and to come to my senses, isn't me? So I am not trying to bust too much airs, you know. <laughs> Just think that, <laughs> like like you're getting to to root it back to this the whole relationship of social media, social media's brought in because like you mentioned to Kasanya, you know, once it once it go on social media, even if it's a post sometimes it's exclusive, you know, ring pon finger. Even if it's less than ring pon finger, certain things that social media have put out, like, oh, if your man not doing this, when truly not even reach relationship stage, but you feel like once the guy has done this, you know, you have exclusively become entitled to him. You know, and, and same thing for guys and girls. So it social media I think has put a very immature and per, like like condition to the mindset of how people date condition is a, is a, yeah like i'm saying like i'm being honest with you, you know i would be on social media 
posting make his pockets hurt um spending money girls mm, run on mm. accounts and then somebody but honestly i would not do that <laughs> i would not do that but at the same time like i see this a lot but to each his own is very serious mm-hmm. and i understand the idea of love languages because yeah mm-hmm. for somebody it might just be okay let's run errands together for somebody it might just be i just need you in my company i just need your quality time but somebody else might need gifts somebody might need to receive gifts yeah. and it can't be that we're going to judge them and say um you all you want to do is make man spend for you in but reality like, it's that's just my love language tell, and even tell though for, like yeah and then, like, even listen. with that, a lot of the times we see where you're called to women saying, oh, my God, I'm just materialistic because I want a Birkin bag. But in reality, you're just not good at giving gifts. <laughs> because, this, like, this, yeah, I, yes, I would appreciate the Birkin bag. Yes, I would appreciate the Tories. Yeah. But if you hear me talk about wanting a journal, give, get me a journal. But no, you feel so the only way to satisfy me is through getting me a Birkin and if you give me Managaba. And like as Calico was saying, simply like understanding what your and William was actually saying that too. Understanding what your partner likes and what they're comfortable doing is yeah, my love language, my like things. Me like things. I really love things. So <laughs> Me say me like things and you see certain things I'm always a top boat and whatever, whatever. In like your head, make it click, say, get her things. Is it me? That's her love language. If her love language or if his long lang- love language is spending time together, whatever, whatever, then do do that, do that, do that. But you need to understand what your okay. kind of likes and what they also this that's a that's what dating is. Oh. Okay, mm-hmm. hold on. Something I think I, I want to bring to a little bit of clarity as well at this part when we're talking about dating is that using the word partner can make it a little bit more sensitive in, in the context of dating because you're not yet partners, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, when you, when you talk about relating love languages, I'm not saying that if during dating you identify a particular love language for a person that could be a very dominant love language because I don't think people communicate with one. You know, I just think that people have a dominant um, love language and they may have a, like a, a subordinate one. And, you know, so the thing is that, okay, let's work with the, gift, the gifting, right? If, if it is that your love language from a partner is gifting, then I would think, in all fairness to a dating context, you you try to reserve the the appeal to your love language in a certain way. And I'm not restricting it to gifting because for example, if my, cause mine is, is physical touch and, and I'd say almost equally quality time, you know, because I have to be around you to then be, and, and I'm not trying to, to push the borders on intimacy, but like, I realize that I'm a guy who I like, you know, I, I, I'm easy to like holding hands and I'm easy. If, like there is this very, even if it's non-intimate touch, like, you know, stuff like that will make me, I guess, feel more engaged with the person. Um, but as it relates to dating, I think that where love languages play their part, it, 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 I think it should have a mild effect on the dating process. Because like you said, you're not your partners in dating. Mm-hmm. So satisfying love languages is where, I guess, also 
that makes people feel like you are trying to be exclusive. No, if it is that your intention is to be exclusive because you are willing to communicate on that frequency of of love language with the person, then you don't have a problem there. You know, if I think that, okay, I see that you like gifting and I, and I, other things make me want to go further than just getting to know you, then I think I can start to appeal to your love language to show more intention, of course, precisely. So I think that in the context of dating, an appeal to love language is something that both people should, I guess, whether it is the person who is in the, in the, example of gifting whether it is the person who's giving the gift and especially the person receiving who, who likes receiving gifts i think that having understanding that if i'm dating somebody i cannot be trying to communicate in a context of dating that this is my love language and you're going to want to because i understand that gifting and and just my perspective also on gifting i don't mind somebody who wants to be gifted but i think for any male and female who will be listening to this, I think for the women who might like gifting, and even for the guys who might like gifting, don't make it an entitlement. That's all I'm saying. You know, I think that you can consider, and this just shows in getting to, in, in dating, how you relate to people and what you understand from how they operate. Because if it is that, whether I notice that, you know, you, you like gifting or not, you just like gifts, you know, making it seem like, you know, I'm supposed to get gifts because to me, the concept of a gift is something that someone gives you because they think you deserve it. Yeah. Right. And that comes with different type of expectations and what they perceive as deserving. But I've been in situations where I was entitlement was expressed to me and I don't like it. Even if it's not even in a dating situation, you know, girls are not be like, so will you get to me for my birthday? And it's just, I'm like, okay, even if dating, even if gifting is your love language as a person, don't make it be an obligatory yeah. exercise for other people who know you, like, and aren't dating you at least, and 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 you make it seem like, and this is for girl and girls and guys, but I'm just using the example of a female because that's what that was my real experience, and I was like, okay, and as much as gifting isn't my love language personally, I'd say. I, I mean, any person appreciate gifts because it shows that someone is trying to show you your worth in a material way, right? So for those who appreciate it as a love language, I'll just say again, I think that in dating, because it's not the person, not your partner, you can be a little bit reserved about how you communicate on that frequency of love languages. So, yeah, I agree. And, like, I just think that as Kalifa said, to each his own because <laughs> because there's so many layers to dating and but they're just this basic concept that you should mm-hmm. you know do what works for you and the person that you're dating and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But like let's get to the nits and grits of it all. I want to know what are your red flags? What are the red flags for you guys? Because at mm. least you know my list, my list long. Mm, no, yeah, it's <laughs> um, for me, it's mainly mainly entitlement, and the thing is, like at a point in my life, I realized how entitlement leads to so many things. For example, misogyny. 
Man thinks that because they're a man, yeah, them deserve certain things. Yeah. Because them have a penis, them, yeah. they need to be mm. macho. They deserve the provider um capacity. They deserve to do whatever they want to do. And I've seen where not only does entitlement make you cocky, does it makes you disagreeable, mm. but it also just makes your way of thinking very haphazard. Also you know, Mikasani, I'm very big on invalidate when people invalidate my feelings. Oh my gosh, hate. And then I can see where entitlement also leads to that. And people invalidate your feelings and people make you feel like, say, you know, what you're feeling isn't deserving. Yeah. That is a major red flag. <laughs> and I didn't down, realize it. Didn't like, you don't have to go on, so chill, no man, chill. You don't have to like, Yeah. Dog. And I, I realized that after exiting something, and, and you know, you have to look back and you have to see where were the flaws. And it was with the small things that I didn't notice. It was when I decided to rant, even if it's not about my life. But, you know, some I was a talk about something. I was a chat. Yeah. Um, I decided to rant about, I think it was hair. And talking about how, um, you know, here in society, forcing hair, not love, and all of that. And then the person was like, it's just hair, relax. <laughs> and then afterwards, I was like, oh, <laughs> so all this time... That leads to that. So when people invalidate my feelings, invalidate my interest, and when they're overall entitled, that those are my major red flags. Those two, especially. William. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not laughing at what you said. I, I mean, Cassandra probably knows that I'm laughing. But um, to get to it, I. I I agree with your perspective on those also as being red flags of how people can behave while they're getting to know them. But, um, I mean, there's so there's so many ways that red flags can come up in non-traditional ways. Because, um, you know, sometimes people... And, I mean, I guess red flags are also just a disclaim, you know, a matter of your personal standards and, and morals of acceptance for what you look for in another person. What are red flags? Your red flag. We're not talking about nobody, but about you. What are your red flags? <laughs> I'm disclaiming that, you know, because Little my red flags. Going to say it on a... My my red flags. My red flags. Right? If if I can just think off the top of my head. But no, you know what? My first red flag would be No no free because no that I have to like list them. I'm really trying to see what really are my red flags. Is that just something that I don't like or is it a red flag? So a red flag to me is separate from what you mentioned. Is where like if a girl is going to this is going to be disrespectful um, in terms of us having a disagreement. And and why I chose to start that one is because I I think it's one of the easiest things that can come up when you're getting to know somebody. And you might have a disagreement about a matter of opinion on a topic and everything, but then, in the midst of disagreeing, they choose to get disrespectful. You know, they choose to try and call you names, and I just choose to say bully you down, call you down, and, and make it feel like you. Like, and, I, and I'm wondering when, when it, when it to me, when my brain picks up that margin of okay, I, I, I think, for example, mangoes are nice, right? But you don't take manganese, and you're like, yo, well, you eat that for take manganese. No, 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 excuse me. <laughs> but 
why, 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 why we're getting disrespectful about a disagreement of, you know, even worse if it's a matter of opinion. You know, I, I think that's a big one because I've seen in when, much, when relationships mature, that becomes something that is just a toxic thing that, that partners do and it, it's just not healthy. And I, and I think people and I think people who do that, whether male or female, it's a red flag. It's just a red flag. Another thing I think is when and I'll just use this one because it came to my mind based off a previous experience. When a girl finds that a guy is not just hear me out. When a girl finds that a guy or just or just trying to make it like your financial your current financial situation or worse your background is something to be ashamed of you know or let or that, you're you're less let that girl go honestly like i wouldn't even say less than but it makes you seem like you're not capable of, of being anymore. And, and yeah and i'm like yo so when, when so when since because i you don't drive you don't drive to toy work you a user girl you know you talk about equality and everything why you not drive why you never come pick me up because my door drive, and I'm just using that one, right? Like, I'm, I, there have been other examples I've seen happen with other guys I know, but especially for me, that was a recent one. Like, so do you drive? I don't, no, I don't. So it's like, oh, I thought you drive. I'm like, oh, interesting. Why, what give you that impression that I drive? And then there's this whole conversation about, you know, like, just things like, you know, okay, if I don't drive, what I going to do? And I said, you know, okay, if we can meet up because I don't drive. Then clearly we're not meeting up at all. That's it. Yeah, because you have to take the bus. I'm like, I've been taking the bus and I've been meeting people and it's been fine. So, me not driving is a turn off to you, and me not having a certain material capacity to satisfy you doesn't, you know, and if that's just her preference, that's her preference. But I find that to be a red flag. Um, so, my red flag is, you know, Khalifa mentioned. Too, but I hate, absolutely hate when people deflect and I also hate when people like, they like to play victim. So those are like two things like, mm, deflection, don't do that with me. Honestly, do not do that with me. If you're like August and Kiki, <laughs> right? He's deflecting. You're deflecting. I don't want anyone to deflect with me. Let's not do it. I understand people have issues, but if you have serious issues like that, why are you in a relationship? Why are we doing this? You see me? It's that your issues take up, you take you up like that much for you to deflect every single thing and not wanting to take accountability for your actions or for your choices. Like playing victim again. Then why are you in a relationship? There are certain things that we need to understand before we climb into a relationship, before we get serious. Say, yo, you're not going into a relationship to find happiness. You should have that for yourself. Have that for yourself. Yeah. Come from within, in your chest. Yeah. Uh, you're supposed to wait for somebody to make that happy, make you happy. You see me? You should come and share happiness together. So with that being said, all I'm saying is that do not deflect. If you have serious issues, if you have anxiety, if you have I will help you with certain things. I 
in a relationship, but I am when it comes to the bigger picture, bigger things like depression. I'm not your therapist. Um, yeah, um, yeah. You're an alcoholic. You're something. I am not the one. I am not the one. <laughs> I am not the altar. Take that to the Lord in prayer. I am not the one because <laughs> that to me with all that negative energy that's bringing me down too. And we're trying to be as yeah, yeah, it comes a burden. Yeah, me, me, me have my issues, my tuition, me have all them something upon my back. Why me? Exactly, love can't eat. You can't eat. We don't like that. We don't like that. It's the entitlement for me. I do not like it. Like, if you deflect, but work on your issues, guys, like, work on your issues before you set up yourself and go in a relationship. I'm clearly, my love, my always, I say, People just run up a night, run up in a relationship, not knowing themselves, so they don't know what they are. They not know they mm-hmm. literally don't know the, the minimum of what they are or who they are as a person. Them so they don't know who they talk to, they don't understand what they want. So they go take up orange so they actually like tangerine. They're not the same. Understand yourself mm-hmm. what you want and understand yourself. And yeah, stop deflect. Don't do that with me. <laughs> and like even with what you said, you see it a lot. It's like yeah, you come out of one relationship and then you jump out, jump into another, and you jump into another, and you jump into another, and you hardly spend any time by yourself, and you hardly spend any time getting to know yourself. It's like we're so afraid of being lonely, where we exactly. force ourselves into something that we're just not ready for. You're not ready for it. You're not ready for it because you don't know yourself, and otherwise, what do you say? Such truth. Because I've, I've, I've met... I've met a girl who I I, I, I realized at one point I'm like, listen, I, I get kinda change how we're getting to know each other because I realized that she had that deal in it and she, you know, was trying to like I to deflect that on me, like, yo, well this is what I've been through, this is what I've been carrying around, like if I go get to know you, like you have to know this and know so you're like, you know, I've been through all of this and I'm looking for a nigga to heal me and rescue me from my own feelings and I'm like, listen, yo, like you just need to take some time. Mean, drink some tea, read a book, learn, <laughs> like understand yourself. Like, like, like a lot of people, and I, and this, I, I had to learn this too for myself after my own little heartbreak. That you can't, it can't be another relationship that quote unquote fixes you. First of all, it's Jesus and the love of Jesus that gonna fix you, go kick you up, heal you up, fix you up, love you up. Zin, so to go talk together about it, and it will, even for those who believe, it really, God really will take you to that place for real, real. But all I'm saying is though. Otherwise, people like you can't have because you're heartbroken. You expect that you go to somebody else with your pieces, and you make all these things where you read make you feel like you you can take up your pieces and carry them to somebody else, and they're gonna love you for all of the pieces of who you are and all that poetic literature about love and broken relationships. Listen, it don't work like that. Really- like Asanya put it, you're looking to be happy with someone else, right? I remember when I foolishly told myself that this that this girl I was dating, or, or I thought that I was married, as a matter of fact. Some time ago, which led to my own heartbreak, it's the center of my happiness, and I regret that statement so hard because I learned when I revised that whole experience that I should have never had tell myself that the center of my happiness is 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 is, is anchored to this girl and how to treat me. Like I set up myself a bit for fail and feel away and be sad. Like I had to be I had to learn to be happy for myself. Cloner. Yeah, right. yeah, you know my friend. Jeez. And then it goes like <laughs> it goes all back to you know knowing yourself, which is why we have to spend time alone. Because if you don't know what you like, 
Why you gonna know why you like that person? If like um I, I didn't understand what my red flag, red flags were and then I entered into something and I couldn't pick up on the red flags because I didn't know what they were. Um while you're alone you need to be able to build yourself. You need to be able to fix yourself. You need to be able to know who you are so that when you enter into something, you already know who you be. So nobody and, can and violate can it and nobody can step to you. A lot of people feel like knowing who you are means that you go up on a hill or you go to the library <laughs> and you, you know, burn incense and read books and you meditate and like it doesn't always have to be that deep. Like I, I've learned for myself and this is just I don't even think it's a secret or anything, but like I've sat in my room many times or, you know, those times when you're up late at night and what it is that you choose not to be sleeping or you can't sleep and you pick your own brain about how you, how you would respond to certain things and you analyze your, your way of thinking. A lot of people don't even know how to go about understanding themselves, which is where I think they, they, they get some misguiding in trying to do it. And then they, they end up resorting to thinking that, oh, it's when I, I seek out and like engagement, engaging other people, then I'll understand, okay, I didn't like that check off. So I'll know, say, any, any you to remind me of you day, but no, say, I'm not like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be like that. And then you go through a, a, a whole circus of people and you just end up being a clown. No, like, I, I think that. It, it 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 comes with deep evaluation right and it's 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 a i think it's a mental process where if you are not engaging yourself and feeding your mind right because a lot of what we feed our minds is really how we we our mentality is built so i think for you know so, some of the things that you read because i think for some of those girls who spend time on pink wall and their dream and you know, and, and they absorb content like that. I think it does something to that, which again is social media highlighting that there. I think it, 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 it programs a certain way of conditions, their, man, their mentality as to, you know, how they get to know themselves in terms of when they read stuff like that, you know, and, and, they, and they go on YouTube and they, and they look at all sorts of other, um, I guess, input from people with, with these... <laughs> Yeah, with the, with just yeah, that type of mentality and those type of experiences and they try to frame it as understanding themselves, I think that it creates a very corrupted version of what they think they want in another person, right? So again, just, think, just saying understanding, com- understanding yourself just really comes with spending that time to investigate and, and really pick your own brain about things. You know, if you watch something, analyze what, about what you saw, whether it's in a romance movie or or, or, or just whatever you're watching, whatever you're reading, analyze what about it you think is applicable to your standards and your morals. All right, all right. Any more questions, Kasania? You have no more? No, I don't have any more questions, but all I have to say is that, guys, um, we need to understand ourselves as human beings and understand that what we like and what we dislike and that relationships are not priority or whatever you should be yourself if you believe in god it should be god and self so you should god should come first be yourself next if you don't believe in god whatever belief system works for you but understand that your central point in your life is you and your happiness and you striving so a relationship should come second because when you have achieved peace and happiness and all these nice things relationships and seeking someone to spend your life with will come easier for you. 
and I think with that said, you know, it 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 starts to open the conversation to beyond dating now, which I don't know if we have time for that, like in this podcast, and maybe we'd have to do another take to like transition from talking about dating because dating alone with all the issues surrounding it, I think it takes an exorbitant amount of time to, to untangle these entanglements that people get into, <laughs> right? And call it dating, but yeah. Oh yeah, I have a quick, quick question. Um, do you guys believe the talking stage exists? The talking stage. Yeah. Can it's you define to me what is the talking stage? That's a, that's a thing. I don't think it exists, so we can't define it too. <laughs> define it. <laughs> okay. Like you, you see it all the, all the time. People will say, "Um, men are men are you there talk?" And yeah, like I think they're trying to what call is it the talking dating. stage. I think that's what they're trying to call but it. But are you dating? As- the okay, dating so doesn't like, necessarily have to mean going out all the time or frequently. No, you don't have to go out all the time, but at the same time, you know, I'm in high school and I and I talk to my, my kids because that's what I call them, my kids. Hmm? And you know, they're not, oh. they're not allowed for going away yet. And even if, even when you venture onto your 20s, 21s, sometimes they still, they don't explore outside of where they usually know with the mm-hmm. significant other that they have. And, you know, a little texting, a little calling. You see mm-hmm. that person at school all the time, and you say, yo, me and you, they talk. And mm-hmm. in reality, what is that further than friendship? Does the talking stage exist? Is it if, something if, outside if... of friendship? Especially when you're not dating. Because, when you, you know, when you're dating, you have to venture out so that you can know someone outside of the regular context that you know of them as. So, does the talking stage I think for the context that you have defined the talking stage with, I think it's just, for the lack of a better expression, a prelim to dating. Because I think for those who don't see themselves actively, you know, going out and being in other social environments, but they communicate via social media or the phone, you know, like, I think that it's still a form of getting to know the person. So you, you, but, but for what, for what I can recall my high school experiences as, you know, like you say, oh, you're talking to that person. It almost has this exclusive, like a little drizzle of exclusivity to it. You know, like, oh, I'm talking to them. So it's kind of like, we're not really there yet, but in the we talks, we'll see if we're going to day. I still, I still see it as, as a form I guess, of dating if it wants to be coined or termed as the talking stage. Kasanya, you think generally the talking stage exists? No. Not even just in high school, but just overall, you know, you and somebody are flirting off and then say, yo, we're talking. Nope. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Talking just sounds like a synonym for like day or friendship. Mm. Getting to know with a certain intention. (laughs) Like, I I don't don't see. Talking is not a stage. it's it's a concept. It's not it's not real. Exactly. It isn't like I saw a, I saw this thing where someone posted on Twitter where um they were talking to someone for like um five they were talking to someone for like two years. Oh, yeah, that's where talking. the conversation. That's where the question come from. <laughs> them talking for two years, then them dating for three. Then them engaged for four, and then I said, "Yeah, what are you talking about so long? And why am I, <laughs> why am I giving that a title? We were, we yeah, were friends. We were, we were friends. 
I mean, I talked to you for two two years. Oh, we have to talk about so. First of all, just like talking is that that mm, mm, it doesn't exist. Not even a good. Yes, that concept for true. It don't exist. It no, in other days. And then it also goes back to entitlement because we're getting to know each other as friends. We're just talking. Why would you make it seem as if I owe you some form of exclusivity? Yeah. When we just yeah. attack. But that, but that's, but I think that that's the attitude that some people give towards talking. Like, if you just listen to of all some people say, like, "Oh, we are talk." Like, like there is already this sense of exclusivity to talking. Like, people communicate literally by talking every day. So I, I, I think, like I said, it's quite the concept. Yeah, it's it's quite a concept. And what, that's why I said it. I think it's just a prelim to dating. I mean, but I say, as we said before, you know, what works for you, works for you. What works for you and your partner, works for you and your partner. But me, not talk to somebody for two years, but we have to go for, and then we have to date for three. What, that, what sense that make? Not doing that. Engage for four. Engage like, for... as long as it takes for planned wedding. <laughs> and as long as it takes like, I would say that it's not the wedding, but, you know, putting a ring on somebody's finger, I don't know, um, or they're not doing the thing. You know, it just what works for you again. But okay. where I, where I have four years is where someone they're together for ten years, and you no, know, well, I, it's your business. But all I'm saying, in my opinion, that will never happen to me. I will never allow that to happen. Um, married there for ten years, and nobody, no, with the the talk, the conversation of marriage, not come up. We not talk about it or whatever. Me not like common law, so clearly I'm not your common law wife. I like the idea of marriage. Why haven't we talked about it? That leads straight back to like communication and talking about shit because I always I see people that get um the person um propose to them and the person says no. I'm more while I can draw a conclusion and say yo, they've never had that conversation there. They've never talked about it because I'm pretty sure if they had a solid conversation about it. And they both knew what they wanted, and then both have a conversation about it. Somebody wouldn't get shame. Somebody would not get shame. Mm. Yeah, that's what I strongly believe. All right. She's strong. <laughs> All right. So I think that, that's time. We'll probably do another one since William was talking about another one. But anyway, that's where we need to end. Cassania, you have any last words? Um. No, wait. William, you go first. You're the guest. <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that this this hopefully would catch interest with anybody who is trying to understand, you know, just some just how to go about their relationships as young people because we all, in a certain way, struggle to really find identity in trying in ourselves and then trying to to link that to companionship with the identity of someone else. So, I mean, I I think though we've only cover dating in a matter of our opinions and and certain ways we should we could come back to to further discuss you know courtship and marriage engagement stuff like that and definitely yeah it's been a good talk definitely i agree because we don't even get into the nits and grits of courtship and you know the next thing that we call marriage we don't get into it because marriage is a whole <clears> different take <throat> upon itself so yeah. yeah, I think yeah, we need to do a part two and include those two topics. And I mean, we can probably ask mm-hmm. people we know and make them come up with different t- subtopics that they personally always want to know about relationships and whatever. Whatever, and we'll just talk about it. But like, my final words are um, 
Yeah, I never put it on to make you want to marry me. Put it on to make you want to. I mean, I mean, no, no, not in. All I'm saying is that, and everybody, and everybody, everything, and everything make for everybody. You see me? And everything make for everybody. And everybody need to run up in our relationship because you're not in a race with anybody. You're not in a a race to get into a relationship. Take things at your own pace and Mm -hmm. what you can do and understand that prioritize self and God if you believe in him and everything will fall into place where they should. And what else? Stop force. You can't can't carry a horse to the web but you can't force him to drink. You can't change a person. That's only if they want to change. You probably say, yeah, talk to Tom and Tom, Tom love do this. And you think that you love, you believe in a potential too much and you're going to fool on yourself. And because you start getting so exclusive and wrap your head in, into this whole thing and neglect red flags, you fall for Tom and you get heartbreak. You can't force a horse to drink what you can carry into the well. So that's, that's my final words. Um, and mine are because I talked for like 10 minutes a while ago. Mine are, <laughs> mine are guys get used to being alone, be comfortable mm-hmm. with yourself, comfortable with knowing you and who you are as a person. I remember say, you, you don't go in a relationship to find a therapist, facts, yeah. them can't fix you, and you can't fix nobody. So, as Cassandra was saying. Don't make it seem as if you need to go pick up somebody and change them yeah. and heal them. You're Oof. not Jada Pinkett Smith. Bro. Oh, <laughs> you need to... <laughs> Don't think you're a therapist. Don't entangle yourself. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's it. William, thank you for coming. Bye, everybody. Thank you for having me. Oh, bye, bitches. Mm-hmm. <laughs>